0: Uh, this morning is, I want to coach us as a team this morning uh, on what we're going to do as we walk into the fall together, all right? And that's the whole thrust of the marriage. And the title of the sermon this morning is Taking the Fall by Faith. And the idea that it's not just our responsibilities or to-do lists, we have those, but what is it? that God is asking you to do by faith, but really more I want to focus this morning, what is God asking us to do by faith as a church? So I want us to be thinking that way. Would you join me in prayer as we commit that to the Lord? Father, as we stand here this morning, you truly have been great. You have uh, taken our place. And as we sang in some of the songs, they were delightful this morning of just that kind of uh, first blush, My goodness, how good you've been to us. And Lord, as we're looking at the fall and coming towards it, um, we want to be a people of faith and we want to be people who step by faith. And that really uh, is in your arena. Lord, you speak to us, you talk. And so I just want to open up the morning for you to individually bounce around the room and have a conversation with your sons and daughters. And as I'm talking, ricochet off of that and maybe highlight something that doesn't even have to do with the message, Lord. But I think... This message will have some real practical takeaways, and I ask that you would energize that, be a catalyst for it, as people are thinking along with you. And so we give that to you in your name. Amen. All right, so the football season's fully engaged, right? Second week of college, and congratulations to the Huskies and Cougars on a good bounce back, right? And that was fun. We got to go to the Husky game yesterday. That was kind of fun. So 49 to nothing, that was a good deal. And of course, the Hawks start today, right? So that's that's a big deal. And uh, a little football etiquette, all right, a little football etiquette, Uh, no giving away of scores, you don't, you alert, automatic alert people, shut it off, all right, don't be throwing it away this morning for us who have to be here all morning, we don't want to know, we want to go home and have our own adrenaline hit and trauma, all right, so don't rob it, don't steal it from us, all right, that's good, all right um this morning brings up uh, also brings up the whole topic of being engaged about you think about football you think about active participation and that kind of stuff, some of your fantasy leagues and all that sort of deal and uh, last week we covered the issue of not being a spectator and if you 're new this morning, you can go on site and download that and and look at that. Um, we talked about uh, not sitting on the sidelines and critiquing, right? Being an armchair quarterback. And I, I caught myself doing it yesterday at the game, and Pam caught me doing it yesterday at the game. And how would it work if you did that? Oh. <laughs> right? And uh, but but it's just easy to fall into that. That because I'm watching, I know kind of thing. And Scripture says, "You know if you do." All right? And we're, we'll look at that as we wrap up this morning, but. Many times, really, we do nothing to help, but we feel like we've actively accomplished something. And that can be really true of sports. It can be especially true of faith, right? Even even more so. When you think about this morning, there are um, a lot of things. When we say, well, we met as a church, there, you know, there's all kinds of facets to the church. There's the business side. There, certainly, that's a part of it. There's the... Um, you know, this, the scheduling side of the church. There's the administrative side of the church. Uh, there's all those kind of things. But when you really think about it, if you ask, what are we this morning? We are a faith enterprise. We are a group of people that have been brought to faith and therefore have been asked to live in faith. And so when we come to fall, the idea is we are gathered together that we would be encouraged to operate by faith. Right? And for some of us in the realities we live in, that's a daunting task. And so uh, this morning, um, that's what we're going to talk about. Being saved means we're included and engaged in the work of the establishment and pronouncement of Jesus's kingdom. In other words, we're given some very important things to do. And last week we asked the question, um, start here with this verse in Thessalonians. Remember in Thessalonians in spring we covered this it says, we give thanks to God always this is a, a, just a cool verse, because uh, Paul, if anybody could have been a curmudgeon, wouldn't it have been Paul? And yet he wasn't. When you read the epistles, he's full of amazing gratitude. It says, we give thanks to God always for all of you, constantly mentioning you in our prayers, remembering before our God and Father your work of faith, labor of love, and steadfastness of hope in our Lord Jesus Christ. And here he's talking about, we always remember, and the first thing he highlights is your work of faith. What you did, what you accomplished by faith. And last week, we asked the question, uh, what is your job? Remember that? What's your job? What has Jesus asked you to do? And uh, another way, uh, in other words, you could ask it is, what's your God-given assignment? And you're probably already doing that, so you don't have to think very far. You could say, well, I'm doing it. that's, That's really good. But what are you responsible for? Another way to ask that question is what is your faith step? When we think of this fall, what is your faith? You know, we have a lot of stuff piling up, right? You've, you've probably got sports schedules. Some of you are teachers and some of you are moms. And you've got the homeschool thing. And, you got, and you've got this whole list of stuff that you've got to accomplish. But one of the things I'd want to insert in there is what's your faith step this fall? What is it that Jesus is asking you to take a step of faith in? Right. Not just the usual. It's just fall again. Which is good. I love fall. One of my favorite times of year. Trees are already turning. But what is your faith step in your arena, in your world, as you understand it? What's the step of faith he's asking you to do? What's he asking you to embrace and lean into this fall? Now, when we ask this question in American context, we usually think of it individually. Right. What is my job? What is my Face stuff in there. There's truth to that, but I want you to think this morning in terms of a community context. Uh, A better way to put it is team. We're a team. We're a team that the Lord has assembled together. And what has God asked this team to do? And to give you the context for that, as we go into fall, I want to help define that for a little bit. Last spring, a couple of really faithful guys uh, in the fellowship here uh, came and and talked to me. It was I think in April, and we were sitting out in the patio. It was a warm, sunny day, and and we were talking about, and they had been praying, and they were saying, hey, we feel this idea. We wanted to come and bounce it off of you and see if that idea resonates with you, if it connects, makes sense. And so what they said is, we feel like we need to reintroduce Northview to the community. We, you know, we had a grand opening eight years ago here. How many of you were here at the grand opening? Look around the room, quite a few. How many were not here? Right? Look around there. a lot more of us, right? So like I'm talking about something you're like, grand what? Right? But we had a grand opening. It was really cool. We brought speakers in and we did a bunch of fun events. We had a big barbecue outside and people had a tour of the building when it was brand new. And we kind of introduced ourselves to Mill Creek. Hi, we're here. We'd like to serve you. We'd like to be in your repertoire. And uh, and it was really great. And they said, what if we redid that? You know, we've been pretty hidden. We're, we're kind of Once you know how to get here, it's easy. But if you have to try and find it the first time, we're pretty well hidden. What if we reintroduced ourselves uh, to the community? And along with that, there was a second idea that went with it. They had the idea of what if we did everything in concert together? And so the idea was, like, whatever you're teaching in the pulpit, Steve, what if... The children taught that, and the junior high taught that, and the senior high taught that, and college or career taught that, and the community groups taught that, and the men's and women's all lined up together, so that if a new family came, and let's say they had children, they could talk about Sunday, and they would know they were talking about really similar things, that the theme of the morning would be the same, and so uh, when they were talking to me, um, the idea resonated very quickly and. Um, and then we said, okay, well, that's great, and we brought it to the board, and the board said, that's great. Then the question was, uh, how do we fund that? (laughs) We don't have any money in the budget to fund an idea like that, because I don't know if you know, but mailers are expensive, and all these other things we've been doing are kind of expensive. So uh, we said to the board, uh, let's agree on it, and then some of these other faithful people said, okay, if you agree that's the right thing, we'll fund it. And by faith, they stepped out and funded these things that you're seeing this fall. Uh, tremendously uh, important and tremendously good. But uh, So a number of things are, are happening. For example, uh, upstairs there's a renovation of the children's area. And uh, so, led by Shannon, they've revamped. If, if you've not been up there, go up there this morning because the welcome desk is in. If you've got kids who are already up there, you saw it, right? Hey, this is cool. And... Uh, uh, they provided... Uh, that. The whole idea behind that is that what we had up there worked for us really well because we know us. But if you're a new family walking in, why is there a table blocking the hallway? Right? Not to us that makes total sense, but to a new person like... And, and how do I know where my kids are going? And so what we've created is a whole new entrance and a whole new uh, security system. And there, it's going to be electronic now so that both downstairs and upstairs, when you bring your kids in, they print you out a thing, you've got to... Uh, Sticker or ticket, no ticky, no washi, right? You don't have a ticket, you don't get your kid, right? Because we don't want somebody up saying, hey, I want that kid, and well, where's your ticket, right? We, in this day of split relationships and stuff, a lot of crazy stuff can happen. So we wanted to feel secure for our families who are new and coming, and uh, so all that is being put together. And, and, and so both of these initiatives were uh, funded by faith, by people who believe in what God's doing here, and uh, they took those steps of faith to make that possible. And they want to remain anonymous, right? Which is a good thing. Uh, but they, they aren't renegades or just waving money. They went to the board and said, do you believe this is a good step? board said, yes, we do. Then they said, okay, we'll take the risk then of funding it. Now, uh, as they have done that um You can see a lot of stuff has happened. The work upstairs is progressing really nicely. It's almost done. In August, we sent out the mailer for a church in the park, which is going to be the first of four. Uh, So we're not counting on a one-night flash. We're counting on four different uh, times the community gets exposed to us. and they. um, Which, by the way, you can see the risk this is, right? Because all of us, um, you know, the storm, right, just about knocked the event out. But it was such a cool thing that those of us who were there said, we've got to do this again, so we've already put it on the calendar for next summer, and we're just doing it again. It was spectacular if you were there. The 11 baptisms were electric, and it was, right? Those of you there, it was a killer deal. The sun came out, the snow cone truck actually worked. We invited other people, and we said, you know what? We've got to do this again. But you can see it's, it's kind of fraught with a lot of peril and risk. So then, as we mentioned last week, another mailer went out this week with the new series, um, When the Blank Hits the Fan. And yes, we were trying to be edgy. And yes, we were, uh, wanted something that would catch the person who doesn't normally go to church, right? Because they say that stuff all the time. That's not shocking to them. But I think it would be shocking to them if a church said it. And so they look at it and go, Oh, I've never heard a church say that before. I should go check that out. And that was the whole idea behind it. And what we're going to do with that is we're going to insert words into that. And so in the six week period, these are the words that we're going to insert. So we're going to insert when catastrophe hits the fan. Right, we just came through the anniversary of 9 11 and uh, the 10 year anniversary of Katrina. Isn't that amazing? But when catastrophe hits the fan, a lot of us have experienced catastrophe. When loss hits the fan, I don't think there's a person sitting in here who hasn't experienced some kind of loss. Probably the most painful one is the third one, when betrayal hits the fan. If you've ever been betrayed or uh, really taken, you would understand the sting of that one. The fourth one, probably equally, when pain hits the fan. You know, when you're 20, life is sweet, right? And you're bulletproof. When, When you're 40, it becomes all pain. Right, so you start asking different questions after forty because you suddenly have to to deal with pain. Uh, the fifth one is when disappointment hits the fan. anybody ever been disappointed right? and then the last one is when silence hits the fan. What happens when you really need God and he's quiet? A lot of people are asking that question there's a lot of doubt I'm going through crisis God isn't saying anything why right and we're gonna we're gonna look at those and so. And behind that whole thing is the whole question of doubt. What do I do with my doubts? What do I do with the things I wrestle with? So uh, then in the middle of the series, as the series begins to roll out, another mailing will go out, and we're going to have an event on October 30th, which is Friday, which is uh, Harris Third, And he is a, a great Christian brother in the Lord, and he's an evangelist. But he's a, also a really good illusionist. And he uses illusions to do the gospel and to share Christ with people. So we're going to have this on Friday night, and we're going to have two um, shows. And this is kind of weekend. We're going to open it up to community, but we're also going to ask us to invite and uh, be there. And then what we're asking you to do on Halloween is to do a block party with your neighbors on Halloween. So what we do in our neighborhood is we put the cars out on the other street and we put our fire pit in the driveway. We put a bunch of chairs around it. We opened the garage door. We got two couches in the garage and we set out hot cocoa and the barbecue and we just roll it out and I bring my banjo out and we play music and sing and all the neighbors just kind of come and it's a lot of fun, right? And, uh, and think through your neighborhood, how would you do that? What we want for Halloween this year is spend time with your neighbors. Spend time in your neighborhood. And we're hoping both of these will be great pushes um, as we come into the fall. And then another mailing is going to go out. Let me go to the blank here. Another mailing is going to go out. We don't have it for yet, but we'll have it in the weeks to come. Uh, Advertising our Christmas series and then Alpha. How many of you have heard of Alpha? Is Alpha in some of us? How many have never heard of Alpha? That's like, what? Okay. Alpha, think of Alpha basically as Christianity 101. Right? If you're a person, you have doubts or questions and You you don't have anywhere to ask the questions. You really don't know much about Jesus or any of his claims. It seems like a bunch of mush to you. Where would you go to find some pictures or some answers for that? Alpha alpha means beginnings, right? A to Z, Alpha, Alpha Omega. So the idea of Alpha is beginnings. And so it's Christianity 101. And after the first of the year, we're going to start that up. And what that's going to look like is we'll have tables in the room and people will be seated by the tables, and we'll have a meal together. And then after we have the meal, there'll be a presentation, and then discussion around the table. Many of you have been in that format, know it works really well. You might want to think about who can I invite, who uh, could sit around the table with me, right? And, And doing that. And what we want to say with Alpha is we want all of us to go through it. Just, I'm going to throw this on the table now, and you're going, well, why would I go through it? Very simple. You do not recommend a restaurant you haven't been to. Yeah, you don't recommend a restaurant you haven't tasted, right? But if you've gone somewhere and it's really good, what's the first thing you tell your friends? Oh, that was good, right? So same thing with Alpha. It's a question mark for a lot of you. We'd like you to go through it. We're going to run two classes, one after the first of the year and one after Easter. And we're going to just do that each year. So somewhere in there, we want you to go through it so you can go, hey, I would like to recommend it. I went to this thing and it was really good. It's asking, answering the kind of questions you're asking. and yeah, We want you to be able to think that way. It is our absolute firm belief that God is talking to people in Mill Creek and that he is drawing them to himself. Now, we don't know who they are, but the Holy Spirit does. And what we want to do is cooperate and be ready when those conversations come to the point that they have to talk to somebody or go somewhere. We can say, hey, Lord, our doors are open. We're ready. We're set up. We want to anticipate that with you. You know, God is having conversations, and people in Mill Creek don't even know it's God talking to them. They think they're thinking things in their head. And then they're thinking things in their head, and then another voice jumps in their head and is talking to them, and they're like, wow, I'm losing my mind. What you know? Like, what's going on here? I've got this kind of pro and con voice going on in my head. And, well, what's that all about? And God, I've never thought about God. Why would I think about God? Wow, that's weird. And he's having those conversations. They don't realize yet that's the Holy Spirit talking to them, and it's the devil trying to stop them from listening to that voice. But he's talking. He's generating that conversation uh, with, I would guess, a whole bunch of people in Mill Creek. It's probably been going on long before we had this message. And so in the midst of that then, we have a job, and I want to give you three specific things that I want all of us to do this fall. Every single one of us in this room can do these three things, and I want all of us to own it, right? I want to coach us as a team. Here's our, our team plays. Here's our team signals how we're going to operate as a team. So the three steps of faith that we can take together, the first one is everybody prays, right? God, who are you talking to? Is it anybody I know? Is there anybody in my network that you're having a conversation with that I should be praying for and that just lay them on my heart? You know, if you think about the people who took the faith steps to make this stuff possible, uh, it took great faith for them to do what they were doing and, and to engage in this process. Uh, what we're doing is not cheap. And, and it's fraught with risk. I mean, uh, just look at the church in the park thing. That storm on Saturday just about wiped the whole thing out, right? That would have been all that right out the window. Poof. So there's no guarantees. It's not a done deal. It's not finished. They haven't crossed the end line yet. And so therefore, we need to pray this fall that people would cross the end line. We have the risk of failure, non-response. It could all be, you know, like Shakespeare would say, much ado about nothing. Right? Okay, well, that was good. Watch that one go by. No, we don't want to watch that one go by. We want to be engaged together. And therefore, we want to be able to pray... Um, these people felt led by the conviction of the Holy Spirit to take steps, real steps, real costly steps, and they would like you to join them in praying for this endeavor and that it wouldn't fail. I mean, if you were the person putting up the money, wouldn't you want your brothers and sisters in Christ praying that the thing wouldn't flop? All right, If I'm called to take this step, wouldn't it make sense for us to pray that they were led by the Lord, that it not fail or flop or, or come under uh, warfare so that it just blows off? So if they've done that, they've already it, can't we pray? Can't we join them? Can't we say, let's back that up? Let's, let's stand behind them and reinforce their faith that it was worth them doing that? If we all pray together, it becomes a powerful concert to our Lord Jesus on behalf of the lost. You know, there's a lot of lost people in Mill Creek. They do not know the Lord. They don't even know how to ask about the Lord. They don't know how to find the Lord. They, 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 you know, who cares about the loss of Mill Creek? Shouldn't we? Right? They got their nice home, their nice cars, their nice stuff, and they're nicely going on their way to hell. Isn't that nice? How pretty. Is that real? Yeah, it's real. We need to pray that people not go to hell. We need to pray that God rescues people. We need to pray that we're a rescue station for him. And so the first thing is that everybody prays. The second one is everybody invites. Okay? All of us invite. Who, think through your world, think through your context, think through the place where you're planted in this community or the communities around here. You know, when you think about it, a personal invite is still, to this day, uh, the best and most effective form of welcome and friendship known. Right? It, it's... Very few people will say they were led to Jesus through a TV show or a radio broadcast or event. They'll tell you, oh, a friend invited me. Listen to testimonies. A friend invited me. Somewhere along the line, a friend's got invite. And so I want you to be thinking about uh, this idea of invitation. Now, yes, the, the cards have gone out. And yes, they will show up in your neighbor's mailbox. But um, how much more effective it would it be? If they have that card in your hand, they heard a knock on the door and, and you're their friend. You walked you got a card and you go, oh, you got our card. Awesome. Hey, did you know that was our church? That's where we go. And I was just coming over. I was going to hand you a card in case you hadn't gotten one. We've got this series going in the fall and I would like to invite you. You know, you some of you know your neighbors well. And when it comes to catastrophe and loss and betrayal, when it comes to pain and disappointment and silence, You know some of the battles they've been fighting. You know, uh, they don't have to come to the whole series. Matter of fact, coming to the whole series may blow them out. But one of your friends may really have just gotten betrayed. You know, one of the things that I've learned about divorce is the person doing the divorce is usually two to three years ahead of the person who doesn't know about it. And it it becomes, they suddenly are just wiped out. They don't know what hit them. You can say, you know, I, I know you've been betrayed on the... Third week, Pastor C is going to talk about betrayal. That might be something that would be helpful and they, they would come. By the way, if you came, I'd be glad to sit with you. That'd be a good thing. Now think about that. Is there one, one person or one couple that God's impressing on your heart that you need to do this with? Now stop for a moment. This is not just theoretical rhetoric. I want you to stop. I want you to close your eyes and go to prayer. Ask the Lord Jesus right now. Is there anybody on your radar screen who you need to invite somewhere during this series? Amen. If he's highlighted someone, would you be willing to cooperate with him to invite him? Please be faithful if he's laid somebody on your heart. And the other thing is, don't fear. If he's laid somebody on your heart, he's probably already ahead of you and he's already talking to them. And they don't know it yet. So you don't have to be fearful. You just have to step in faith. If you have a name, that means he's already got it. Right? He thought of the person before you did. So, oh, okay, that's pretty cool. And he's already told you then this morning who he wants you to talk to. just ask for the opportunity. Ask the Holy Spirit for the faith to step in faith. It's not that hard to invite somebody. So everybody prays, everybody invites. The third one is everybody greets. Now, yes, we have a fit team. And by the way, some of you may feel led to join the fit team. The fit team is hospitality and the fine art of welcome. And Zach's heading that up and doing a great job with it. And, uh, but he needs more people. And so somebody's saying, hey, where could I get engaged? Simple level. Hand out bulletins, stand at the door, greet people. Just greet. But I want to take it past that. Um, this morning, uh, in terms of, um, it's not somebody else's job to create new people. Right? They will greet. Who's the they? Right? You ever go to church? They ought to do this. It's who's the they? The they is the we. Right? We are they. There is no other they than we. So if you're looking for they, you're not going to find them because they is us. All right? Does that point make sense to you? Therefore, all of us, it's our job It's our job to greet. Um, community group leaders, we want to talk to you specifically about, we're going to ask that you think about how to welcome new people into your community group. But, but, but that would break up we four no more. Yep, too bad. Right, not because we're being we want to break up your group, but if is there a place for new people to come in, and by the way, community group leaders, you have to be thinking, looking with the eye who's the next man up? Let's say your group were to go from seven to fifteen, who's the next couple who's the next leader, who's the next person that could take over that other group as it splits in two? Do you have them? Are you praying for them? They might not even know they're the next leader, but you need to begin praying that way so that when that happens. The obvious leader is there, and you've already started working with them. Wouldn't that be something if your group broke into three different groups, and now you had to mentor the two other leaders? That's a boy. You want to talk about being engaged, and suddenly, oh my goodness, this is exciting. This is terrifying. Yeah, it's the, called the Christian life, okay? Because we're actively participating. So we want you to think that way. Who are your next leader? And uh, we want you to think about upstairs as well. You know. Uh, we go upstairs and we go, go good. we got a welcome desk. Shannon will take care of it. Who greets the families going upstairs? Who Who's standing there to welcome them and say, welcome, it's incredible you'd hand your treasure off to us. Can we just greet you and let you feel welcome and let you know, that those are my kids and your kids can play with my kids and we're glad that you came? Who greets those people? Everybody, everybody greets. If God were to bring in new people, Who's going to be the first to welcome them? Now, for some of us, to greet a new person that we don't know. Let me talk to the elef- pink elephant in the room. All right. For some of us, to greet a new person who we don't know and we have never met before is on the level of Jesus raising someone from the dead. And my answer to that is good. Let's prove he's risen in us. Okay? That should be a miracle. It should work that way. If that's not a natural thing, let's prove him risen. Let's prove that he has raised somebody from the dead. Who? Us. And let's, let's greet other people. Um, let's let the resurrected Christ welcome through us the way others welcomed us when we first showed up. You know, I, when I first came to Christ, I was a holy wreck and uh, a catastrophe on several different levels. And um, and the more I look back on it, the more embarrassed I am about it. But I showed up at this church called Bethel Baptist Church in Green Bay, Wisconsin. Pastor Jan Hedinger was the pastor there. And I came in like a rolling ball of thunder and didn't know anything. I swore. Um, I used farm language. I genuflected when I came down. Uh, I did all kinds of weird things. They're like, what is wrong with that guy? Right? And yet, you know what? That group of people, they took me in. They baptized me. They had me in their homes. We had meals together. We had hymn sings together. I know that's a thing from another era, but let me tell you, for a kid who went to rock concerts, sat on piano singing songs to God, that was the most out-of-this-world thing that could have ever happened. And, and they and they, they stood in the gap together. They spoke prophetically in my life uh, that God would use me uh, for things I didn't even know existed. and uh, And a lot of... What you see here is a result of those people welcoming into their fellowship. And I am blessed because of that group at Bethel Baptist Church. They were a phenomenal group of people. They're in my hall of fame of faith. They're fantastic people. And somebody has to be that group for the new person walking in. Somebody has to welcome them. Somebody has to invite them to lunch. Somebody has to say, hey, would you want to come to our house and just meet our family? We'd love to have you. Just the art of hospitality. Uh, Let's let's let the resurrected Christ welcome new people through us. So the idea here is everybody greets, right? Every, all. It's not somebody else's job. This fall, it's our job. If other people have put all the work into it, other people have put the sacrifice into it, other people have done the risk for it, then it's not too much to ask us that, that we would greet people. Everybody and bodies. Everybody. There are not spirits flowing around, floating around Northview Community Church that are going to greet people. It is a body that's going to greet them, and it's got to be your body, your hands, your feet, your mouth. Hello, welcome to Northview Community Church. You're saying, oh, I don't even know how to do that because I don't even know who goes here. Who, who goes to First? Or Let me solve that for you. Very simple. You walk in, you see somebody walking in the door. Let's say you're standing there talking to your your posse, blah, 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 blah. and you see somebody out of the corner of your eye. Ah, if you saw them, that's God's alert for you to go greet them. And you see them, you walk over them, and you say, I don't know what to say. Here's what you say: Hi, my name's Steve, and I don't know everybody who goes here. I don't know if you're uh, visiting or you've been here for a while. Is this your first time, or have you been attending? Oh, this is our first time oh, wow, well, could I be the first to welcome you to Northview Community Church? If they say, oh, we've been attending for a couple of months, oh, well, I haven't had the chance to meet you. Could I welcome you to the church and tell you we're excited that you're attending? Do you have any questions that haven't been asked? It's that simple. We can do that. Everybody greets, and everybody greets. Everybody has, let's roll out the biggest warmest welcome Matt. we possibly could this fall. It is our job to greet people in the name of Jesus. Welcome. We're glad you came to our church. We're glad that you're here. How can we help you? And if we all did that, every person would walk in, would get greeted numerous times, but the same way, and would recognize, hey, we really care, and that would help them get through the door. Right? Because if they walk in, everybody looks at them, you're new, you're strange. What are you doing here? Right? would you come back? I wouldn't. So everybody greets, everybody greets, everybody greets. I want us to think about this passage here in Galatians 6. It says, And let us not grow weary of doing good. You ever grown weary of doing good? <laughs> Again? Seriously? Right? I mean... Because it says here in due season we'll reap, taking forever. Hello, if we do not give up. Hey God, get a clue. I only have one lifetime. Right? So then as we have opportunity, let us do good to everyone, especially those who are the household of faith. Let us do good. And but the whole idea in here is let's not give up. Uh, let's acknowledge something that's being processed when I threw out those three points. For many of you, this is not your first rodeo. You've been through this a lot, right? And uh, you're sitting there and this isn't the first appeal you've heard from the pulpit. Ah, there he goes again. Well, he has to, I suppose he is the pastor. And that's what pastors are supposed to do is throw out challenges that nobody's really going to follow through with or take seriously. We don't really have to do anything. We came and we sat. He should be happy. We even gave some money. Uh, Isn't that what's required of me? If we go that route, we miss the point completely. We don't have the future. We have now. We have this fall. We're not guaranteed past this fall, right? We have this fall to hit it well as a team that everybody would pray, that everybody would invite, and that everybody would greet. Not asking too much. Who's God placed on your list? It's somebody you already know. That's a safety factor. This is not about appeals. This is about faith. What we have to do by faith. The strong encouragement from this passage is that we not grow weary of doing good. Don't give up, even if it looks impossible to you. Does it look impossible to you like that God could turn this culture? It looks impossible to me. Let me tell you that flat out, and I'm the pastor. Hello? This weekend alone, there are stadiums filled with sixty to 100,000 people. Cheering out of their minds for a sports team. What's the attendance in church? What's the, idea, what's the odds that God's going to turn that? I'll tell you what, it looks impossible to me. I just want to go fishing. All right. And yet it says don't give up. God is not through yet. He's not done yet. Don't just sit on the sidelines and watch and shrivel and pull back. What can happen is if we get into a passive mode, we start backing out of the faith. We start backing away. And Hebrews 10 has a strong encouragement for us. It says, Yet in a little while the coming one will come. That is Jesus. He's going to return. He will come back. And he will not delay. But my righteous one shall live by faith. And if he shrinks back, my soul has no pleasure in him. You're saying, Oh, that's awful of God. Let me give you a picture that would make sense. Boyfriend, girlfriend. They like each other a lot. The guy goes to hug and the girl shrinks back. What does that feel like to the guy? Right? Or what does it feel like to the girl if she's sharing her heart and he clicks her remote and says, what were you saying? Right? How does that feel? That's how God feels. He says, don't back away. Stay engaged. Stay, Stay. lean into faith. Let's do this together. The most important part of that there is it says. Uh, the text is, but we are not of those who shrink back and are stray, but of those who have faith and preserve their souls. The idea is we're actively cooperating with them. Therefore, we are saved. And so the encouragement for this fall here is let's step in faith together. Not all of us are asked to do exactly the same things, but let's step in faith together. And what we know this fall is new people are coming. We've got mailers going out. We've got events we're going to do. New people are going to come walking through the door. So let's be on the alert. Everybody prays. Everybody invites. Every, or everybody invites. Everybody greets. Right? Paul says this to Philemon. He says, I thank my God always when I remember you in my prayers. Right, there's the issue of praying. Because I hear of your love and of the faith that you've had towards the Lord Jesus for all the saints. And I pray that the sharing of your faith may become effective, or that you would know of the full knowledge of every good thing that is uh, that is in us for the sake of Christ. In other words, Paul's saying you learn things about God when you actively do. There's two ways to learn. One way to learn is I go to Tom Sewell and I say, Tom, I want you to do this. Tom says, Why? That's the American way, right? Why? And I'll tell them a reason, and Tom will say, well, let me think about that, and if it makes sense, okay, maybe I will. If I think you're, you know, loony, then I'm not going to do it, right? But there's a, a biblical way to learn. That is God comes to you and says, I want you to do this. Why? I want you to do this. Why? Because I want you to do this. Why? Why? When you do it, you'll know why. You don't know till you do. And that's not works, that's faith. Think of Abraham. Think of Isaac. Think of Jacob. Think of Joseph. Think of David. How many times did God come to them and ask them to do things where he never told them what the outcome was, but once they did it, they learned something of God that they would have never known. That's what this is talking about, is that in sharing our faith, we learn something about Jesus we'd never know if we just sat. And so I want to leave us with these three thoughts this morning. Here's our assignment for this fall. As we come in next Sunday, by the way, next Sunday is Jersey Sunday, right? And it can be Jackson High School, it can be Glacier Peak, it can be hockey, lacrosse, it can be soccer, it can be uh, the Hawks, it can be, well, even Denver, I suppose. Okay, we love Zach. But, right, I mean... Whatever, you, But the idea there is we want to have this fun, festive idea that when someone walks in goes, oh, I can relate to that or I'm wearing the same jersey kind of thing. But when we come next fall, the series kicks and we're stepping in faith towards the fall and these mailers are going on and the events are going to happen. What we're asking is everyone prays, everyone invites, everyone greets. You got your assignments, right? What are they? Everyone Pray. Pray. That was lame. <laughs> Sorry. You were just looking at me, Zach. Come on. Everybody what? Praise. Everybody? Invite. Everybody? Greece. That's us. There's no they. Okay? Zach's going to come up and the band's going to lead us in worship this morning. And it's a great song to point us uh, towards what we're looking at and what this is going to do in terms of uh, how we, what our heart level should be. So worship together as we do this. And think about these three assignments together.